Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Peace, y'all. It's your man, Dave. You may have heard me alongside my brother, Quest, on the Marriage Ain't for Suckers program. We're still going strong, and now it's time to take it up a notch. This is the Grown and Married program with my co-host, my rib, the queen of my castle, the queen of my life, Simone Harris. We've been friends for almost 30 years and married for almost 20. So we know a thing or two about making marriage and relationships work if you're willing to make it work. So gather around, y'all. Share this with your spouses, your friends, your frenemies, and yes, even your enemies. And let's make marriages phenomenal together. Queen Simone, I know you're ready. I know you're set. So let's go. Yes, it's another week. You have been expecting us. Thank you for allowing us to come into your homes, your cars, your, I don't know, are you on the bus, in a taxi? Thank you for joining us one more week. This is the Grown and Married program, as we said a little bit earlier. My name is L. David Harris, and of course, I am running with my wife. She's the queen of my life, Queen Simone. Hello, Simone. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. Good. Yeah, so we've been we've been going for a good while now and uh, of course people are getting accustomed to having us running with them wherever they're wherever they are. You know, somebody might actually be on a treadmill running. Can you imagine? So don't fall down, hold on. It's not safe. <laughs> but anyway, we're thankful because we know that phenomenal marriages don't just happen. It takes work if you're willing to make it work and we like being able to share the time with you uh, okay. because we can't do it on our own. You can't do it on your own. And if you are uh, listening for the very first time, I'd like to welcome you and thank you. And we'd like to welcome you to the web address grownandmarried.com. That's grownandmarried.com. There you will find an opportunity to leave your question. You can type it in or voice it. And if you voice it, obviously, it'll say it right there on the site. If you voice your question, then uh, you are giving us permission to play it into the program, and we will answer the question the best we can. That's grownandmarried.com. And we like you also, if you're listening by radio, even if you already are listening by radio, to please subscribe to one of the podcasting aggregators, which you'll also find at the Grown and Married program, the grownandmarried.com website. So you can leave an honest review and rating, which helps this program grow in ways that you wouldn't even know. Something as simple as leaving a rating and review. Honest. So we'd like to get your feedback as soon as possible. And again, thank you. 
And thank you for our veteran listeners who've been with us week in and week out. And I'd like to give a big shout out to those listening on Rising Hope Radio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So it's a blessing to be able to share this time with you. So what's going on with you, Simone? Nothing much. I'm, you know, just here and um, looking forward to our next topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want me to go ahead right. and say what it is or are you going to say it? No, man. It's up to you. It's you. It's all you. It's Ooh. all you, boo. I don't even like that word. Why did I even say that? <laughs> yeah, scratch that from the record. I never say that word. I just figured it, it fit right there. Do not call your spouse boo. Ooh. I don't know what you're trying to scare somebody. Like, what does that mean? Boo. Like, what is that? What does that even mean? I don't well, even know what I that mean, means. you know. Or, okay, so you you, you want to hear what they're saying now? I mean, I do. Bay? Because uh, Bay? <laughs> Yes. Is that like half a word? Like, what is that? Yes. It's short for baby. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's what's boo? Like short for boo-boo? Like, what is that? Yeah. I mean, you know, because sometimes you hear people say, hey, boo-boo, how you doing, Mm -hmm. boo-boo? You know. Yeah. For the record, I don't want you to ever call me boo-boo because boo-boo is not good. It's not positive. Okay, honey. I won't call you boo. See? You see? That's much better. Thank you. Can I call you bae? Bay? No, what is that? I told you already. Nah, I don't like that name. It's okay. It's all right. Um, I don't like that name. Okay, I'll just stick to David. You know, and the other stuff you call me is fine. Okay. You could call me call me the other stuff. It's not for everybody to listen. I'm going to go ahead and mute your mic out. Yeah. You don't need to tell everybody what you call me, but I it won't. ain't boo. It ain't bay. It ain't boo-boo. Okay. Because right. boo-boo the fool is what comes to oh, my mind. So no, I'm not, I'm not, no. I ain't nobody's fool. Oh, no, 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 no. I digress. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back. Let's get back on the track. What are we talking about today? We are talking about man down. Mm. Affirm him by words or with words and actions. Or affirming him with words and actions. Mm. Yes. So I would be the him in this case. That's huh? right. It's all about the men on this topic or on this talk. It's okay. all about the men, ladies. I'm sorry. But at some point we have to get to this topic because I, well, we've seen too many of our wives um, mm-hmm. not affirming our husbands. And then we wonder why they're stepping out on us. Or why they're mm. running into the arms of other women. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh. So um, I think we need to talk about this. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, it's interesting you would say running into the arms of other women because there's a lot of arms. Like, like, like okay, you know what? Uh, okay, so I don't know if random lady from random gym in the world is listening you know if you are you know you need to hear this but so you and i we're working out right Mm -hmm. and i'll just pick one of the instances but like we are facing the mirror Mm -hmm. we're not quite shoulder to shoulder but we're we're the you know we're facing the same way i think but you know regardless right (laughs) so there's a reason why we're looking in the mirror to make sure our form is right because we're doing you know an exercise that we need to make sure we're we're doing it correctly okay and next thing i know like i'm right next to my wife right and like 
this random woman decides that she wants to do squats like <laughs> what I'm sorry, it's not funny. She wants to do squats like four feet right in front of me. And I'm like, but I don't understand. Like the room is like 50 feet by 40 feet. Yes. Right. And she decides of all the places in the world that she can just start doing squats. And it's an aerobics room. It's a clear floor room. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what the devil is this woman thinking? Like, why is she choosing to exercise in front of me? And I can't say I asked her because I didn't. But it was just the wildest thing. Well, it's not the wildest thing. It's the other woman over there is wilder. But I'm just like, what is this? What is this? Right. But, Jim you know, Chronicles. the Jim Chronicles It's ridiculous. <laughs> but what we realize every day is that. Sometimes guys get caught up and start actually, instead of asking and being appalled, like, why is this happening? They're more interested than not because who knows what is going on in the household. Or maybe if it's not in the household, maybe it's in their own mind. Right. And that thing goes real bad real quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. And, um, you know, it all goes back to, you know, affirming our spouses. We're not um, our men especially we're not Mm -hmm. doing enough of that. Like we're not telling him because there's a reason why, well, there Mm -hmm. might be a reason why she's squatting in front of you. What, what would that reason be? You know, maybe she thinks that, you know, you look good. Yeah. Well, fine. Maybe, but what is with that? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And so just imagine now if, I don't give you that attention. Mm-hmm. And now you have said woman doing all these things in front of you in the gym. It's ridiculous. I said Sorry. to work with me on this. Okay, I'm going to mute my mic. Shh. Right? And she's doing this. And after a while, you're just like, this feels good, you know, to have a woman thinking, okay. She can do this in front of me, and so I must look good. Or, you know what I mean? So you don't want your husband to have to be affirmed by someone else. Hello? Mm-mm. Oh, I can talk now? Yes, yes. But that's, that, right. that's all I'm saying. It's like... You are right. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, like he's getting the attention on the outside, and that's what you don't want. So, I mean... You, I mean, I give you attention. You know what I mean. So, oh yeah. I mean, uh-huh. so if I go and start squatting, obviously you're gonna start looking at me and not looking at her. No, when we when we train together, I make sure that your muscles are working just right because I pay an attention to those. I can pay attention to those because they're they're yours. That is true. Yeah, but that's a different program. We maybe yeah. Yes. So let's get but, back to the topic. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I'm just saying like. I, you know, we need to be careful of how we treat our husbands. Yeah. You know, and we affirm him at home, affirm him when it comes to his job. Like if he wants to talk, listen. Imagine that. Yeah, just listen. And if there's something about his job, if he feels, well, you know, I mean, I know I can do better in this, blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, talk to him and find out more and then find a way to um, affirm him in his job 
So what if he makes less than you and you make more? His job is just as important as yours. Maybe he does something differently from you. Yeah. It's just as important. Do not make your husband or make your man feel like, you know, his job is not important or it's of no value to the relationship or the finances that are that are brought into the home. Okay, pause. So, of course, there's usually something that drives what anybody who's doing a marriage program <laughs> usually or writing a book or doing a seminar is usually something that drives it. So we uh, have these friends, right? I'll just call them friends and shout to the friends. Good shout out to the friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so you already know. So, yeah, female friend and male friend are talking. We're talking to female friend and male friend, right? And I don't know. I think, okay, yeah, I'm trying to schedule something with, with you know, you know, we're trying to work our schedules out, right? Mm-hmm. And female friend says something about work. And um, male friend has to work. And female friend is like, ah, he don't do nothing at work. <laughs> and then starts talking about it. Like some of us got to really work. And I'm like, what? I'm appalled because I'm thinking... I'm thinking, what does that mean? Like, he goes to work, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. he he's not, like, slacking, right? Mm-hmm. And it just happens that, you know, the guy's job has to do with emergency services. I'll just call it like that. And there are things that you basically, you got to wait. You hope that you don't need these people mm-hmm. whenever things happen, mm-hmm. right? You hope that nothing happens, so you need certain emergency service people, EMS, you know, people who are waiting to medevac you from place to place if, God forbid, you know, you have an accident or a disease or some sickness that needs you to get to a hospital from some remote location and quickly, right? Right. You're hoping the police don't need to show up, that they can do, you know, something just kind of basic throughout the day and that they don't have some big emergency, right? But anyway, so she's just like, some of us got to really work. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, he's a self-respecting dude who has a job and his job sometimes means he got to wait and everybody's hoping that they're not needed because it's emergency type services. Right. Right. So that's a clear example. And it's not only the only example, but that's a clear example of like, like, what is it like? You could have really actually reserved that. Yeah. Well, here's an, I'm going to give another example Mm -hmm. for what, maybe a year and change, you were home with Josiah. You Two resigned years. from your job, but then you um, got a contract job staying at home. So you were mm. a stay-at-home dad, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I was working outside the home. Yeah. Now, I thought that was awesome. Mm. And I would like to say publicly that David held it down. The house was clean, food was cooked. I came home, baby was clean, put to sleep sometimes. He didn't look crazy. <laughs> the baby didn't look crazy. <laughs> baby didn't have snotty nose, you know, nasty diapers. It was it you you did a wonderful job, right? Hey, thanks. You're welcome. And now what if you know, I'm talking to people and it's like Oh, no, he stays home and, you know, I'm out. But, you know, he doesn't really because he's always home. 
I'm the mm. one. I got to work hard. I mean, I'm always in somebody's ambulance or somebody's helicopter, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another area where it's like, man. And now I'm home and I'm just like, oh my goodness. And I'm not even working. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, you have to respect what each other does. Is that, did yeah. I say that right? You got it. You know, and affirm each other. You yeah. Know? He needs that. You don't want somebody else telling him at work how good he works or you, you know, they, they really like the way how he handles the affairs at the office. And then next thing you, it turns into something else. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't matter who makes more, or who makes less. Unless he's really just, you know, not good. <laughs> I don't know how to right. say it. Right. Right. But, you know, you have to work it out and affirm him and let him know that he is important because you honestly don't want someone else telling him that. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, if you if you look at the traditional thought process, whether a woman works, yes or no, and whether, you, you know, your wife works and makes more money, mm-hmm. the pressure of of what some societies consider responsibility. And that's despite misogyny. That's despite the glass ceiling. That's despite uh, harassment at work with the woman. Men have this sort of invisible pressure, mm-hmm. sometimes visible pressure that has to do with work. Mm-hmm. And when he gets home, again, even if you, Simone, are working triple harder, mm-hmm. regardless of that scenario, the dude will feel this incredible pressure on his back. Mm-hmm. And when he gets home, some of these dudes actually start abusing their spouses because they feel like they can't control anything outside of the home. So they come home and get crazy. Mm-hmm. And start putting wife under the thumb, children under the thumb, you know, slamming doors, acting the fool because he feels out of control because he feels like he's a slave. He has to do what he's doing, but he can't sort of control anything. Mm-hmm. And what if in his mind, home is the place of reprieve and he thinks he can take out his frustrations at home? You know, all kinds of really strange things happen in marriages where things are out of balance in the guy's mind. So it's it's not a matter of, you know, putting a woman in a position to to kind of tiptoe around a guy because he has no excuse for anything. I just said never an excuse for abuse, never an excuse for losing his mind at home. Mm -hmm. But for the guys who are on the edge, it helps to see a welcome, a welcoming face. Mm-hmm. Or hear a welcoming voice or a clear perspective on life, you know, from his wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, I want um, to now look at, um, you know, letting him know what makes you feel safe at home. Mm. Um, like some ladies like to tell him, 
or try and do things themselves or, um, okay, let me just say this. Just let him take care of you the best way he knows how. Mm. Don't try and tell him, well, this is how you do it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Let him take care of you the best way he knows how. And you can do that by telling him what makes you feel safe, what makes you feel good, all of that. And it goes back to the communication. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, so we have a little boy, right? <laughs> I'll just use him because he's eight. So it's quite, quite fine. We can talk about him, right? Really? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so our son is his natural temperament likes to be in control of things. Right. And so if you like, say you give him a compliment, like, you know, you are this wonderful way, then he'll be like, well, what about this way? Right. Or, uh, you know, I'm praying for you. You know, if you're praying for him, then he'll say, well, what about the rest of the prayer? And it's like for him, he needs to feel like he's in control of the outcome of even positive things that comes from his parents. But he's a a little bitty boy. He's only eight. So what if you have a, a husband now who has that same uh no, wife now who has that same perspective where if the husband is trying to be positive, trying to make a contribution, and of course he's loving toward you, but now you want to micromanage how he loves or micromanage how he compliments or how he makes a contribution to the household or how he takes care of the child or children. Or anything, any other, any one of the other, any num- one of a number of things. So really, like I'm hearing, and uh, Quest and I talked about this recently, like let your husband be himself. We're not talking about principal things where he's doing foul stuff. Right. But let the dude be himself. Mm-hmm. And don't try to micromanage his feelings, his thoughts, his activity. Right. And how he loves or contributes in the home. And that's not to meant, not to say that, you know, we can't talk about things that matter to us Mm -hmm. but at the same time we can't like create clones and robots of our thought processes and superimpose that on our you know our spouses in this case your husbands first of all you married him Uh, and i'm sure he didn't i mean like he didn't evolve like this you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And he might have, you know, he could have been this way before they got married. Yeah. And these things have been there. So hopefully, you know, you didn't marry him to say, well, I can try and change that. Right. You know, that that to me is just like, that's a turn off. And so it seems yeah. like some men will just retreat and be quiet. Don't want to do nothing because, I mean, every time I say something or do something, it's never to your liking. It's never um, uh, satisfying. So why say anything? Why make any contributions to anything at all? You know, just become a recluse or don't say anything. 
And to me, if that happens, like if you see, you know, you go, well, I mean, he, you know, we used to have fun conversations, we used to talk, but all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't want to say anything, he doesn't want to do, well, why don't you look and see when that started? And when, <laughs> you know, and then sit down and talk and then, and then listen, listen, listening and hearing two different things, right? Mm hmm. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that that's 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 another thing, because men are are stereotypically uh, and maybe even reality sometimes kind of hold back our thoughts and feelings more so our feelings than anything. Mm -hmm. You know what? Communicating our feelings to our wives. And so if a dude feels the pressure of being nagged or micromanaged or told how to think or feel or you know just undue pressure then he's gonna he's gonna naturally do one of two things or both mm -hmm. he's gonna either retreat mm -hmm. or lash out hmm. to make it stop or retreat and then lash out to make it stop <laughs> And the lash out part is never okay. No, no, no. The retreat thing is um, a uh, self-preservation mechanism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, against who knows what, a whole lot of different things. But the bottom line is the two, you know, neither of those things are ideal. And, you know, maybe worse than than that. And so you you don't really want to be the one to pr to facilitate these negative things that dudes already, a lot of dudes already struggle with. That's why you had a stereotypical thing when you watch television of a guy coming home from wherever he's coming from, going and sitting in some chair that's de designated for him to veg out, puts his hands in his pants, flips on the TV and filters out everything else that's happening. Mommy, baby, whatever else in the household. And so you don't want to kind of drive him further into that. You want it to be um, put him in a position where he is more interested in you and the home than he would be in vegging out. Yes. Because you can be a safe place for him. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned one word, the micromanage. Mm -hmm. First of all, he's not your child. Oh, my. And second of all, he's an adult who can think quite clear again or else you would not have married him oh yeah and mm. you know you, you and that's an, you have to no mm? you should i was going to say you have to but i said no i'm changing mm -hmm. my words okay you should um respect and accept his differences mm -hmm. yeah you know because again over time, you know, that nagging, I mean, excuse me, that micromanaging and all of that, it will transition into nagging. And then, like uh, you said, retreat or yeah. backlash. And you yeah. don't want any of that. Yeah. You know? And again, when, and then when that starts to happen, then, of course, again, he might gravitate to another woman. You don't want that. So no. I say, water your own grass. Water the grass before it dries up. 
Yeah, the grass is not greener on the other side, you know, for good reason. Even if, you know, God forbid, some of y'all think you made a mistake in marrying each other. And granted, maybe, you know, your your decision-making process and the timing wasn't ideal. But once you're married, you can't look back. Mm. You can't just, you can't say, oops, I made a mistake. Oh, I regret it. No, it, it's it's something that, and I know I'm being I'm 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 being I'm generalizing, so don't you know apply what I'm saying to every extreme situation that you can think of or maybe that you're in. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, once we're together, it's our privilege to make the best of it mm-hmm. and not feel like, oops, I made a mistake, and now try to make each other's lives miserable either on purpose or by default. So. It's, you know, it's a blessing to be able to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we don't know how to communicate with each other. We don't understand one another's what they call love languages. And we need third party help mm-hmm. in those situations. And it's quite fine to get third party help. Like we don't, there is nobody that knows everything. Right. And I know, I know therapists who have therapists. I know pastors with uh, counseling and pastoral counseling uh, uh, degrees and certifications who also have therapists. Hmm. So there's, it's not negative to have somebody who's qualified to be helpful to you to actually help you. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like the topic because... It, it shows, you know, two persons who are grown up enough in our households to say, you know what? I want to value you. Yes. And value, value you. Try to say that three times. <laughs> value you to the to the point that this is the best place that you would ever want to be. Aww. You know, and I know that it for me that I don't I have no interest in being nowhere else but with you, we quite frankly. Again, selector. Say it again. Yeah, yeah. I have no desire to be anywhere else with nobody else than you. Amen. Yeah, and it's not because like you were the last woman on earth. It's because you're the one for me. Yay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So thank y'all for listening. And uh, before it gets into a love fest, we'll holla at y'all. Holla. Peace. There you have it, y'all. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us. Marriage is about mutual love and mutual respect, and it works for those willing to make it work. Real talk, our spouses are treasured jewels given to us to make life better. And the sooner we learn to value one another will be the sooner we become the most phenomenal versions of ourselves we can be. Until next time, peace from Dave and the queen of my castle, Simone. We got love for you, baby. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.